You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is going to be a very interesting show on PTSD and the universal cover-up by our Veterans Administration. And uh, Don, welcome back to America's Web Radio. I was just telling everybody that you got a, you have a very interesting show exposing the cover up by the uh Veterans Administration and uh I'm going to let you start it and I'll butt in when I need to butt in. All right, thanks Dave. And thanks for letting me be on your show. Uh what what we're going to cover today, we're going to do two things. The first part of the program, we're going to talk about what I consider to be something that's very difficult to understand what the veteran administration is doing and i will let you decide if you want to believe it's a cover-up uh and the way i'm going to do it the format that i'm going to do it in is going to be a connect the dots and i'm going to give you 14 dots to connect all with facts and figures and you can can draw your own conclusion you're a jury and i'm just the prosecutor and any any claim of a cover-up has to be is basically a claim based on a collection of facts. So we're going to start with dot number one. How many veterans are there in the United States? About 18 million. How many of those veterans probably have PTSD? Well, between between 10 and 20 percent. Now that could be a conservative figure. So if you do the math. Uh, the second dot you want to connect is what percentage of those have PTSD, and that's about 3 million. So what percentage of the people with PTSD, the veterans with PTSD, have signs that, that dwell on the oral, oral facial and craniofacial muscles and pain and things like headaches? Well, in Israel, they did a study that just came out a few years ago. 88% of veterans, combat veterans, don't get confused with regular PTSD that civilians are, are often are, have with combat PTSD. They're two different problems, okay? So part of the problem is if 88% of 3 million veterans have this problem, you're looking at a problem that's affecting easily, easily 3 million veterans. This is not a small problem. This is a huge problem. So the next uh, point we need to connect, does it connect, number two, dot number two, does it connect with oral health? Yes, it does. PTSD connects with oral health. In Israel, they did a study, 200 200 veterans, non-veterans, they compared groups, and guess what they found? A high correlation of dental damage, muscular pain, temporal mandibular joint pain, et cetera, et cetera. So what we've shown is we've made a connection now between the 18 million veterans that need care, whatever their problem is, down to a specific group of between 2 and 3 million veterans. Now, the third dot you put down there is budget. Well, what is the VA's research budget? The treatment budget is about over $300 billion. That's $300 billion, not with a B. So 
what does the VA have uh, in its armamentarium to throw at this problem? Let's take a guess for the number of VA researchers. That's 3,642. You can get this on the VA uh, website. Now, how many VA-funded research projects are there currently? Now, these are grants, and these are given to universities and including VA researchers, 7,304. So there are also, at over 100 VA sites, 2,200 active research projects going on. Well, now the question to ask, the fourth dot to connect, how many researchers are working on this PTSD and TBI PTSD dental oral health problem? Well, first, let's step back. In the last 20 years of war, the signature war wounds are PTSD and traumatic brain injury. So not only are we talking about a total of 2 to 3 million veterans, and this includes Vietnam and other wars, but we're talking about several hundred thousand, maybe even a million and a half, other veterans that have served during this time. So what's the problem? With all these researchers, of these 3,600 researchers and 7,000 projects, I don't believe there's a single research project that I could find that involved PTSD and your oral health. And remember, the oral health includes your jaw pain, your jaw joint pain, your muscular pain, destruction of teeth, periodontal diseases, okay? So that's a big problem. Now you need to connect the fifth dot. Well, how do you determine if the VA is doing research on these? That's real easy. There are several sources. Number one is clinical trials being conducted. How do you find these trials? You go and write this down, clinicaltrials.gov. One word, clinicaltrials.gov. And you'll see two search boxes. In the first search box, you put PTSD. In the second search box, you put words like oral facial pain, dental pain, TMJ pain, TMD pain, and bruxing. And you will get the articles that are, I mean, the studies that are currently being undertaken right now by the VA or anybody. Guess how many, go ahead, wild guess, how many involve oral health and PTSD being conducted by our own VA with $2 billion in research funds? Well, I couldn't find any, okay? Couldn't find them. So what did I do? I did to the next best thing. I filed a Freedom of Information Act, and this is very recent, and I asked for this information. By name, the studies, who was doing them, all technical information, nothing, nothing bad, and it came back, if I want that information, it was going to cost me $1,200. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? So I wrote a return letter, and I said, I find that quite difficult to understand. I'm asking a question as a disabled veteran. How many research and searchers in the VA are doing research on a very important topic to 2 to 3 million people? You can guess what the response was. Go get $1,200. What's the third way we can check? Well, this is even easier. You can go to pubmed.gov, P-U-B-M-E-D.gov. 
and enter the similar search words, and you're going to get orofacial pain and PTSD. Make sure you put PTSD, TMJ and PTSD, dental pain and PTSD, ruxine and PTSD, and you're going to see very few papers. But the important thing you do is find out how many of those papers were published by VA researchers. Well, let's look back at their website. I think it's approximately 13,000 papers have been published by VA researchers. That's outstanding. That's really outstanding. They even have a couple of ex-Nobel laureates. I say that because they may have passed away by now. So 13,000 publications. I didn't find any of the 13,000 covering PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and oral, oral health. I, I find that kind of difficult to, to imagine. Well, let's, let's dig a little bit deeper. Let's dig down to how else could you find them? Well, you can find things like fellowships and residencies offered that, were, it, that just might study this problem. That's the seventh dot to connect. So let's look at it. They have a prof, uh, professional advanced fellowship in interdisciplinary polytrauma for mental health. That's amazing. Well, I thought, well, now I'm on the right track. Maybe I'll just apply for this. Well, I was rudely denied. You look for the excuse mechanism the VA uses, and they go, well, we couldn't find a mentor for you. I couldn't find me a mentor. Now, my background is degree in dentistry, a degree in medicine, a residency in oral and maxillofacial surgery, a graduate degree in biological research, and an internship in medicine. And they couldn't find me a mentor. And then I told them about the articles I'd published. It didn't matter. Well, let's move on to the second fellowship that they, that they offer. That is in the VA Quality Improvement Scholars, VAQS. Now, that's a program that they have to look at quality improvement in the VA system. That's a wonderful program. It's been around about 25 years. It's had 300 graduates in this program. Well, let's just ask the tough question we already know the answer to. How many disabled vets have graduated? Zero. How many combat vets have graduated? Zero. How many dentists out of 300 graduates? Maybe one, she thinks. And they can't find a mentor. Isn't that amazing for Dr. Moeller? All the civilians walked in and got these programs, and they got mentors, but they couldn't find one for this huge problem. That's the seventh dot. The eighth dot we need to connect now uh, is about getting dentists into high positions in VA research. That would be a great idea. If we could just get a dentist in a position of power who understood the importance of the oral system to health. Well, amazing. We did. The director of the Office of VA Research and Development, that's the director of the Office of Research and Development, is a dentist. Her name is Dr. Rachel Ramoni. She has a dental degree and a doctoral degree in epidemiology, a doctor of science. That's wonderful. So I wrote Dr. Ramoni a couple emails, which she didn't answer. I tried to call her and leave some messages. She didn't answer. I left messages for her executive assistant. 
she would not talk to me. Now, I find that pretty amazing uh, that the director of VA research with a $2 billion research budget and presented with the facts that nobody's doing research on this for two to three million people, I mean veterans, doesn't have the time to talk to a guy that possibly, and I'll get to it later, possibly has found a solution to help alleviate the pain and suffering of the oral health condition of our veterans. Well, it gets worse. Who else can possibly help us? Well, how about the Director of Dental Services for the Veterans Affairs? That would be a Dr. Greg Smith, DDS or a DMD. Uh, well, Dr. Smith doesn't answer me either. He won't participate in helping a disabled veteran help the veterans. He's not even interested in what I have to say. You can get his number on the Internet as well. So, what are we finding out? It looks like the VA is just absolutely not interested in, in, in working on this problem. Well, what could be the reason for that? We'll discuss that at the end of this little mini presentation. Well, what about problem num dot number nine? What is that? Well, I decided to make a formal inquiry on how many combat veterans, disabled veterans, veterans are principal investigators. That's where they're taking the lead and submit their research problems. Now, the 7,000 research projects, amazing. There are no disabled veterans there. There are no combat veterans. There are also no grants for veterans. Now, what would you think that if in the Bible you have the prodigal son? The prodigal son goes out, does all kinds of crazy wild stuff, and he comes home, and who's there to meet him? His dad. The dad runs out to meet him and welcome him home. Now, what do you think the response of the Veterans Administration is to a guy that used to be a medic in Vietnam, went through medical school, dental school, was an oral maxillofacial surgeon, went to another war called Desert Storm, and he wants to join the your system to help help veterans. Nothing for you, Doc. We don't have anything for you. Well, what about point or dot number ten? How about scholarships and job openings for this kind of research? I checked that out. There are no job openings for this research. That's kind of amazing, isn't it? They don't have any job openings. They don't have any scholarships. Moving along. Point number 11. We're going to talk about sub-threshold PTSD. Now, what is that? So what you have is you've got PTSD and this thing called the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. It's a psychiatric manual, number five. It describes what you, the, the, the targets you need to hit to be given the diagnosis of PTSD. And you have to make it so many points in so many groups of those things. Well, subthreshold PTSD means you don't meet the criteria for full-blown PTSD. But what does that mean? It means you can suffer with nightmares, horrible uh, headaches, you can have jaw pain, temporomandibular joint pain, teeth pain, destroying your teeth and be on active duty. But until you get that magic number of points, you don't win a cigar. How many people are doing research on subthreshold PTSD and, and oral health? Of course, the answer is none. 
And one thing you need to know about subthreshold PTSD, there are treatments early on for subthreshold PTSD that are as effective as they are for PTSD. So that was point number 11. And we're moving right on down the line here. Uh, and what do we got? We got point number 12. And, and we got a couple more. Now, if you're accusing somebody of intentionally covering up a problem, you have a legal requirement. And you have to show a motive for doing it. You have to show the means and the opportunity. Kind of sounds like a, a murder trial, doesn't it? What would be the possible motive for the VA to not want to engage in this? We already know that answer. It's called the nexus question. And not to be funny, but the next question is the nexus question. And we'll talk about that point. But keep that in mind. As soon as you make a connection between your medical problem and your active duty, you have now forced the VA to compensate you. If you are shot in the jaw or suffer a jaw injury on active duty, and that's what I treated when I was on active duty as oral and maxillofacial surgeon, and it, and it didn't turn out really the super best because of the intensity of your, of, of your problem, well, then the VA would work on compensation. That's the nexus. I had patients that fell off armored vehicles, got hit with rifles, whatever. Their nexus was that problem it either happened in combat or on active duty. They get dental care for the rest of their life by the VA. What's the second class? What veterans with 100% disability, they get it regardless of whether the dental nexus existed. Well, let's look at the problem the VA has. With my research, the Israeli research and other researchers in, Euro researchers in Europe, if two to three million veterans are now connected with oral and dental problems as a direct result of PTSD, they are now, or they have now a, a nexus between active duty and their problem. The VA, in my opinion, underline that. The huge cost that the VA is gonna underwrite to do legitimately good care for the teeth you're breaking off by grinding them to provide you with mouth guards that you should be have access to, to provide you with periodontal care and TMJ care that you should have access to, they are not interested in finding a nexus. They are turning a blind eye. Now these studies I'm quoting you will find on PubMed if you go to, I believe his name is Tigard Green, but if you, if you go to PubMed and you can get that paper, uh, it lists it, uh, and it will, it will give you their evidence. There is a connection. Now, you've got the motive. What are the means and the opportunity? Now, this is where you really make the connection to a cover-up, okay? There are subtle ways that you discriminate. You don't select these uh, uh, grant submissions for funding. You go, well, yours just quite didn't meet the standard, or you need a little bit more research. These are very subtle things. They say, well, we're the scientists, and we're the experts uh, in, this, in this field. So if we don't think your research is up to snuff for a grant, then you don't get the grant. It's very difficult to prove. 
they don't fund jobs for research in this area. Why don't they fund jobs? Not even one. Well, even if the VA of those seven or 3,600 researchers and 7,000 projects understand that if even 10% of those researchers were veterans, that'd be 360 people. If it was 36, and they may have 36, if that, that's 1%. And those veterans are still not principal investigators. The next thing is, how about fellowship? Well, we welcome you to the fellowship to research this problem, but there's no mentors. We don't have any experts that could supervise you, Dr. Moeller. Well, that's pretty obvious because you don't publish any articles in it. You don't give any medical conference speeches on it, and you don't do research in it, and you don't have any research planned. So here's the paradox. The people that aren't doing research in it, the people that haven't published papers in it, are the VA dentists and VA researchers. But they have enough expertise to tell me, hey, mister, there is no connection between PTSD and oral health. And this comes from people who aren't doing any research in it. Now we get to connect dot number 13, the motive. What does the current disability exam framework look like? Read it. Have your lawyer, if you're applying for disability, read this to you. They measure how much you can open your mouth. That's That belongs back in the 20th century or 19th century. There are plenty of good studies now that show there is a connection between anxiety and bruxing. That's called grinding your teeth, clenching your teeth. Well, let's move on. We got two more points if you're still awake. Uh, it's even better than that. We're almost done. This is point number 14. Point number 14 is there's already a device that the, v, the FDA has cleared as a matter of fact, it doesn't even have a, a classification. Now, I'm going to tell you how to get access to this. Here's the website. It's access, A-C-C-E-S-S, data, dot, F-D-A dot gov. Now, I'm going to go ahead and just read this. Now, it's called MouthGuard, then it for treatment of migraine and tension headaches. This already exists on the, on the, on the market. Quote, a device to be used in the prophylactic treatment of medically diagnosed migraine pain as well as migraines associated with tension-type headaches. That's the kind of tension-type headaches that you get. If it's good for migraines, it's also used for tension-type headaches by reducing their signs and symptoms through reduction of trigeminally innervated muscular activity and for the prevention of bruxism and TMJ syndrome through reduction of trigeminally innervated muscular activity. Imagine that. Now, let me be very specific. In this FDA description, it does not give a thickness indicated for this device. Now, two things. Number one, if it doesn't give a specific thickness, my research shows and it's published in the International Dental Journal in 2020, shows that by having your dentist or a VA dentist make you a splint that's uh, much thicker, and, that, and the article describes it, 
it has the capability of stopping nightmares, headaches, and other things. The second fact that you will get when you ask a VA dentist is there's their, their fallback position is, well, splints haven't been shown to stop bruxing. Well, two problems with that. We never said that they did stop bruxing. We said that they protected the teeth and the joint against damage. And the most important thing to ask them is, is the research you're quoting done on PTSD patients? And the answer is going to be no, it hasn't. Now, I'm just going to summarize, and and then I'll let uh, Dave give me some comments. First of all, dot number 15 is a participation dot. I suggest that you send this to your congressman because you have a right to this dental care. I think I've substantiated, and this is my closing argument as a prosecutor to the jury, I've shown that this is not reasonable, that a problem that affects two to three million veterans, our heroes, should get no funding in a $2 billion research. Now, we'll also say that you can just imagine that some of the lab tests and MRIs, CT scans that they use to diagnose disease can cost between one and $4,000. What does it cost of the VA to make this splint? 50 bucks, 100 bucks? Your, your lab tests are 600, so they don't have the money to make these for the veterans? That's hard to believe. So you also probably want to send this information to your veteran service organizations for your state and send this to your VA state organizations. We need to hold the VA accountable. In my personal opinion, this is intentional oversight to prevent our heroes from getting the dental care that they have earned. And Dave, that's it. Well, that's a uh, that's a load, quite honestly, you know. And uh, I guess the first thing is, I hope people that are listening and are going to listen. Dave, they, I can barely hear you, buddy. Well. You know, uh, you should be able to now. Uh, anyway, uh, I hope people had a pen and paper ready and were uh, taking notes as you were talking. Uh, you know, it's, uh, we have to do something. And, you know, this is like what... The VAD did with Agent Orange. Uh, they sat on it and sat on it, and any number of of veterans died from Agent Orange. Now, is PTSD as serious? In my opinion, it is. In the fact that, uh, do you have a statistic on the number of veterans that are committing suicide on a on a daily basis because of PTSD? Don. Yeah, barely hear you. I just heard you. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a statistic on the number of veterans that are, that are committing suicide because of PTSD? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are two statistics. The one the VA agrees to is 17 a day. 
the one that other more proactive people uh, say is 40 a day. And here's the problem. I think approximately 50% of the veterans do not seek care at the VA system. So they're not in the system. The next thing is, is, is if some veteran decides to end his life using, let's say, fentanyl or, or narcotic overdose, he most likely will come in under just a, another fentanyl death. So the people in the know and the proactive groups for veterans say it's closer probably to 40 a day. And that's a lot. Yeah. And in that's fact, a platoon, a platoon of heroes being killed every day. Yeah. Uh, and if you haven't served, then you don't know how important that is. And it's uh, okay. Your suggestion is, and like I said, uh, Dave, I, can you turn that volume up? I, it sounds like you're in another on the moon. Well, maybe I should be, Don. No, no, no. We already had a man on the moon, Dave. <laughs> you know, I'm, I've am i got it as hot as I can get it on the board. Okay. Uh, well, what was your question? Well, my question was more of a statement that I hope people were, were writing this down and that they will take it to their newly elected congressmen or congresswomen uh, be it the Senate or be it the House. Get somebody to listen. I know we're going to work on Rich McCormick. Uh, he's going to be the, our representative from the 6th District. At least it looks like that. We've tried talking to uh, Warnock, and uh, Warnock's, we just hope we're getting rid of him and that Herschel Walker will come in. And um, we can start getting some some attention and some heat put on the VA to do something about PTSD. Uh, you know, this is one of the things about the VA. And obviously, if you go in with a, a wound or you've, uh, a wound that has healed and is still causing you bone issues or whatever, you can talk to them about it, and they can see it. But because they can't see PTSD, uh, they've just brushed it under the rug for years and years and years. And, and yet, like we talked last week, Don, um, battle fatigue, uh, any number of different names, shell-shocked, and now it's called PTSD. And we know it's a viable situation and you know it it affects the individual not only facially and orally but the pain from the distress and the stress in the in the jaw area can go on down into the shoulders and uh, on down yeah, Dave, and here's, here's another thing. If you look at the budget, you can get a copy of it. 73, approximately 73% goes to the psychologists. It goes to psychotherapeutic drug research. And the rest is parsed out to complementary and integrative care and, and, and other categories. 
But the question is, the psychologists have been driving the train as this is a mental health issue, and they've been failing. And you need to look this up yourself. Look at failure rates for counseling and recidivism for counseling and therapeutic counseling. Well, maybe they're doing a wonderful job. That's fine. But I'm talking about the people that still have the nightmares, the people that are still bruxing their teeth. That's fine. I think the psychologist just might be doing a great job. Remember, we're not talking about the psychologist doing a great job. We're talking about the dentists who are, are not even diagnosing the bruxing and the dental destruction. The other thing that you need to meet, remember, every time you bring this topic up, is that if the dentists are quoting literature for either A, non-combat PTSD, and they're quoting literature for people without PTSD, that's fine, but it has nothing to do with what we are saying. Now, you have to understand, beyond, beyond a shadow of a doubt, these oral issues are, are have not been researched by the VA. They have kicked me to the curb every time I bring it up. They will refuse to discuss it. They don't answer their phone, folks. You call them. They won't return the call. They just walk away. When you, you want to apply for their fellowships, they don't care. Trying to do research on this, you're being shut down. And that's why I really find that the Congress has to get accountability. It's a huge organization. And to say that politics aren't playing a, a part of this, you're, you're putting your head in the sand. Well, a lot of people uh, keep their head in the sand, you know, and a lot of our politicians do as well. So hopefully with a fresh new set of politicians, senators and congressmen that uh, are representatives that uh, some of that sand will be removed. And, you know, I, I don't know the number offhand, but, uh, you know, I know Rick McCormick is uh, a combat veteran. And uh, I think this is one of the will be one of the largest uh veteran moves as far as uh, new representatives and new senators goes in a long time. So perhaps That's true. we can get some attention from them. And it and it all, all depends on our listeners and the listeners that have PTSD that will take the time to write and yell and do whatever is necessary to get that representative or senator's attention and start getting something done. Yeah, and the point is, you if you quote the article in Israel, and, and I also need to say that that paper, and they're called articles paper, that paper indicated that in Israel, those veterans with combat PTSD get dental care. So the nexus is already there. Why would Israel give dental care and mention combat PTSD if there was no relationship to it? In Israel, the Israeli Defense Force realizes that these people need, these veterans, and probably, and I don't know, first responders, need these kind of things. The second thing is, 
it's already FDA cleared. There's a device that's been approved for this. It's so safe they didn't even classify it. It's been around so long. By the way, dental floss, look it up, has a FDA classification. These mouth splints, mouth guards, don't have an FDA classification. The VA, all they need to do is start it, starting reimbursing our veterans for custom-made uh, splints and, and mouth guards. And here's the problem. This is why I think it's a cover-up. Because as soon as they admit that there is a dental connection to PTSD, the nexus is immediately present for two to three million people. And that is the main reason. They need to let us know why. With 300, over $330 billion budget, that's what our good American patriots, they're trying to want for our veterans. They want our veterans to have care. And the VA is ignoring this. What are they waiting for? The top two or of the top three or four, let's say, just to be correct, signature wounds of the last 20 years for our heroes are PTSD and traumatic brain injury. Anything that produces anxiety causes bruxing. Bruxing breaks teeth. You don't have to be a genius to connect those dots. I mean, it's that bad, Dave. And the VA has kept it from the public, kept it from the veterans, and done nothing about it. And it's time that something gets done. And if it means with our new senators and new representatives saying, gee, you just got elected. Do you want to be elected next time? And... Start getting something done. And this is one of the most egregious things. And I, I forgot to mention this uh, is if you you go to a doctor and in all good faith, he goes, you need this laboratory test. Now, we've all had that done. And then he meets with you a week later and he goes, well, we didn't find anything. Let's get this test. He's honest. He's trying to help you. Wonderful. You get the lab test. He says, we still haven't found anything. Well, let me tell you what they could do with this mouth guard. They could make the mouth guard as a diagnostic test. You don't, it's cheaper than a lab test. Are there any lab tests for PTSD? Absolutely not. Let me repeat it again. There are no laboratory tests for PTSD. There are no medical device tests for PTSD. It's called a clinician Clinician-Administered PTSD Evaluation, CAPS. It's given by a psychologist. Well, I really don't see why the VA can't make the splints thick enough. Because remember, a small female veteran who suffered from military sexual trauma or combat trauma isn't going to need a device as thick as a six-foot-three. And that's the problem. All they have to do is make a thicker splint and... If it doesn't work, toss it in the trash. If it does work, say, hey, doc, this thing helped me. Well, then just keep wearing it. The FDA's, FDA's already cleared it. Why do they want to spend so much on counseling and not even give this a try? Why? They don't want to admit the dental connection. 
You know, and they are now letting our veterans twi- now have continued to leave our veterans twisting in the breeze because they're too cheap to spend, let's say, fifty to a hundred dollars on a splint to stop this dental destruction. I, I want to clarify one thing, and and we talked about this last night. When you say splint, I think of the broken arm or whatever. But you know, I would say that ninety some huge percentage of people that are listening percentage of veterans both male and female they've already worn one and they didn't know it when they were playing football they wore a mouth guard just like the right dave and thanks for that's why i want you as a great co-host buddy because they're called mouth guards but the key is i treated a young lady yesterday who came into my office and that her dentist a great dentist made her a thin, standard little mouth guard, okay? And it it didn't work because this this lady needed one that was much thicker. The key is in making it thicker. If you don't make it thicker, it's not going to work. And the VA, think of it. How much would it cost to do a research project as just a diagnostic device? You just give this veteran a thick and custom make these in a laboratory. You almost don't need, especially the soft ones. That's the kind I use. You don't even need a doctor except to maybe check how it, the bite is. They can make it thick. The directions are already in the International Dental Journal. And who partnered with me on this article? Dr. Donald Gidden. He's a dentist and a Ph.D. in psychology, emeritus professor of Harvard. He was the author of this article, and the VA, who's doing no research, still won't get involved with it. Now, that's another amazing fact. So this article, you look up Gidden, G-I-D-D-O-N, Donald, and International Dental Journal, it will tell your dentist the thickness they need to make it for how, how tall you are. It's got the recipe for them. So this is the part that's just so difficult to understand why the VA, except for what? For covering it up. You know, and let me ask, Don, what, what at the bottom line of the cover-up is because they don't want people to realize that they've been wrong all these years or they can't handle the load that would come to them if they said, yes, this works, or... What 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 am I getting out of it by covering it up? Well, that's an excellent question. Uh, number one, you're right, and you're right. <laughs> <laughs> they they don't see you. Ha- the problem with the VA is you have to be. Yet they want to paint you as an extremist or a marginalist. Oh yeah, we knew about that. But and there's a certain amount of people out there that, that have any device or any treatment plan that really has to go through uh, a, a very rigorous process. If you have a drug that you want to get approved that, that has a potential has a, a potential side effect, that's I agree. You have to slow down on that. If you have a medical device that if it didn't work could terminate the life of a patient, you better do a lot of research. But if you have a device that's been around for over 100 years that they can modify and they don't use it, there's only one answer. 
They don't want you to make the nexus between dental care needed and your PTSD. And that's just too simple. This device, it doesn't even have a classification. It's a medical device. That's how safe it is. <laughs> they didn't go back and say, we got to pull these off the market. They're No. And there, there's I mean, not even no. any place to plug it in. Yeah. Yeah, there's no electrical component. So the problem is, it just seems to center around, they absolutely don't want any research on it. The VA Quality Scholars Program, now remember, 300 people, civilians, and when a, when a veteran who's done research with two doctorates applies, they can't help him. Now, to me, that's really suspicious. And there's no 7,000 research grants. None for this project. 3,600 3, researchers, none of them are combat veterans. You know, Maybe 20 or 30 are veterans. Just, that, doesn't that seem outrageous? Why no. are there no scholarships for veterans that want to do VA? It yeah. is one whole campaign to keep veterans out of, out of the VA research system. They you know, need to explain it. We're the taxpayers. And I want to tell all the veterans... They owe you. They owe you for your dental care. And it's very convenient for them to go, we're the experts, and we don't think there's a connection. Well, at this point, I don't care what they think. And I ask them, who are your experts? We can't tell you. Well, you know what? Blow it. We're not taking that answer anymore. We got veterans out there. If veterans, if you have your jaws hurt, if your muscles, when you chewing muscles hurt, if you push the side of your head and it hurts, you wake up with headaches at night and your joints hurting, that's associated or very highly associated with PTSD that you got on active duty. So, and, and who is the VA to say, well, we're just not going to ask those questions in our exam. They don't have the right to do that. They do not, to quote, President Obama, okay, the Democrats' favorite guy, you are entitled to your own belief, but not your own facts. The facts in this case support PTSD is connected with oral health, period, no full stop. Uh, you know, I think the, you hit on a subject that you and I have talked about, is that, you know, there's, there's the old Native American Indian saying, uh, don't judge me until you've walked a mile in my moxicans. And this is the same thing that I look at what the facts that you've told us about the VA is that, you know, and this is why veterans will listen and talk to another veteran. Whereas you're talking at the VA, these people aren't veterans. They're certainly not combat veterans. And, you know, how do they know they don't know? And this is the whole point of this show, and we're going to keep hammering away at this until it soaks in, that as a veteran, you've got to take care of yourself. And if that means going to the VA, and it may mean that one of these days we organize a protest to march in front of the VA for oral health coverage. And, you know, this is... I know the misery of having PTSD and the effects that it can have on your family, the effects it can have on your job. 
the effects it can have on you mentally and and you know from uh, from left field something will come and you'll be ticked off at the person next to you and you can't even imagine why uh PTSD is is a scary scary disease and for you veterans that have you know you raised your hand and you were shipped to Nam or shipped to wherever there is no reason in the world that you or your family or your business or any any body or anything else should suffer when there is an answer and we've got to wake the VA up and their administration I guarantee you some of the clucks that we'll talk to at the VA they wouldn't know which end of a M16 to hold and you know if you hadn't been there and done that how can you prescribe something that you don't know what you're talking about and or be against something that you don't know what you're talking about and you know this is the other portion of this is that not only are we going after the VA and, and getting their attention but this has to be across the board because there are a lot of folks because of business or because of whatever have PTSD and it can be a woman, man. You hit the nail on the head, and I and I forgot. We have first responders here. We have nurses, and we have physicians, and whatever medical health care providers that have burnout. And the key question is: you may have you may have sub threshold PTSD, and the people with sub threshold PTSD know I can't quit being a nurse in the ICU. I got to go home and have the nightmares. So, what if the VA paid for by the Americans? American people with their taxes. Let me just pose this question. There's going to be, what did Reagan call it, trickle down for our first responders, for our nurses, and other people that are in these, these terror uh, inducing, threat inducing environments. So now you have people who will also benefit from VA research like the nurses, the first responders, uh, the police, the firemen, you name it. And so not only is this just going to be limited to helping the veterans, it can also be used to help other people. And the other, my final comment here is if you're not getting a good night's sleep and you're tossing and turning and you, you wake up with a headache and your teeth hurt, what do you think's causing that? Uh, is there a little elf? comes in your mouth at night with a hammer? I don't think so. You're grinding your teeth. There are plenty of articles. Oh, maybe four. And there, in, and when you check them up, put on um, PubMed, Bruxing, B-R-U-X-I-N-G, and anxiety. And you'll see a recent study that shows there is a very high correlation. Nurses, first responders, if you have anxiety, Look for the bruxing. If you don't have it, great. But if you do, you need to get the same care that our veterans are entitled to. No question about it. And, you know, anybody that listens to this show, you need to uh, tell your primary care physician, your dentist, and anybody else 
to take a listen to this, and we've got to make it a national issue. PTSD, and we're going to, this is something else that (laughs) far be it from the main media to acknowledge, but there's going to be, and I, I can't tell you when, I don't know, and I don't think Don knows either, but there's going to be a meltdown from COVID that, uh, you know, kids will have it, parents will have it, and it can be directly related to, or, or it can be analyzed as PTSD. And we're going to have this meltdown, and, it, and it's coming. And there's no question about it. And the yeah, effects, look what's happening in Ukraine. How long can those people stand being shelled, bombed, shot at, day after day, month after month? There's going to be PTSD in that country for a long time. Oh, absolutely. You know, no no question about it. And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, the, you bring up the Ukraine, is that, you know, PTSD, and, and I, I'm not playing doctor, I'm not a doctor, but if if you stand back away from it, I don't think anybody suffering from PTSD raised their hand and said, oh, I want to go get a case of PTSD so I can uh, complain, you know? You're so right, Dave. You're so right. You know, everybody that has PTSD has been thrown into a situation that they weren't expecting. And this is like our, our veterans in Nam, our veterans in in the Middle East that, you know, we all raised our hands and went wherever we were told to go. But until you get there and you see some, uh, you know, and this holds true for EMTs. I can remember when we'd get a call and on the way to the scene, you'd wonder your mind would be floating around, what am I walking into? And, you know, this is... Nobody raised their hand and said, oh, please give me a case of PTSD. That's right. And you know what? You, we were talking. It's insidious. It's, we talked about the frame. We, your worldview now is in a rubber frame on a, and your picture's painted on a piece of rubber. And PTSD distorts your frame. And it's so slow you don't know it's happened. Your friends and family and social contacts. In interpersonal relationships. We're going to talk about that next week. The whole program is going to be on social systems, which are extremely important. I know veterans, cops, firemen, nurses, we're not touchy-feely people, but I guarantee you the most, some of the most robust, as they call it in their medicine, therapy is the social interaction and friends. And we're going to talk about that next week. That's going to be great. And uh, speaking of next week, we're going to have to get out of here, as a matter of fact. And uh, Don, as always, thank you, and thank you for what you're doing and the research that you're doing. And take care, and uh, we'll be back on next week, same time, same station, a place for veterans. Take care, Don. Bye, buddy. Thanks. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station.
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.